Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are here for another episode of Tech File. Ain't gonna hold y'all too long because uh, we got some NBA playoffs to talk about. Although I do want to avoid Playoffs. talking about right now, but I ain't gonna be soft. We gonna we gonna do it. So let's get into the show. Follow the sport podcast. You never knew you needed. Tim ain't here right now. We ain't going to pretend to do his intro. We ain't got that much energy. So, Eric. <laughs> uh, I am the Eric J. Only known as the Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door, you know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The everyday gentleman. 24 7. But better known as Kate Diddy. Take that. Take that. And uh, if you're watching on the YouTube here, you can see there's another face <coughs> that we have here. Dooch is here with us on the virtual tip We were telling him before we come on the air that uh, we ain't seen him in about two years now. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see. It's good to see. So sport fact of the week. Eric, do you have one? Because if not, I actually have one. Oh, okay. Oh, go ahead. Back up. <clears throat> Point God. Five years ago, on this date, May 10th, 2007. Yeah, 2017. Mm-hmm. Myself, Eric, Tim, and uh, Ken <laughs> all got together at Skybox. Hey. Uh, all got together for the very first time to talk about what this podcast was going to be. We came up with the name of the podcast that night did some fellowship and got to know each other a little bit better. And uh, it was the beginning of, of tech file. And I feel like that's a, that's a good sport fact of the week because Definitely. we've been doing this for five years now. <laughs> oh, here putting in that work. That's the sport five fact of the year. Years. Facts. <laughs> Facts. That first episode came out a few weeks later, but like May 10th was the day um, that mm. the four of us got together to figure out what, what this was going to be. And if you have been here since the beginning, growth, uh, <laughs> Thank you for not being uh, <laughs> ran off scared <laughs> while we figured out what our voice was going to be because the first few episodes um, trash. I was trash. Were... I could admit I was trash. <laughs> I made no such admissions. I've been great since the jump. <laughs> Eric said I always had it in the bag. I was on bullshit. <laughs> hey, that's the beauty of my role on this show. I can be as boring as I want to. Like y'all just play it. Y'all hey, I'm man. just here to clean shit up. I was corporate kid, bro. I said I was saying God darn it. I wasn't cussing. <laughs> Dag dab it. <laughs> Oh man, them early episodes were um they were they were something. What I want to do is just start playing random clips of old episodes. Maybe I'll do that throughout the, the next few weeks. Just just random old clips from uh from Tech File because there are some highlights. Some episodes are funny to go back and listen to. Um uh, like when the Lakers are about to get Brooke Lopez. 
And Cam was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm good with that. Like, yeah, it's going to be cool. And then it didn't work out. He's like, nah, I'm good on. I'm good on Brooke. And then we got Brooke. And it was all like, oh, my God, we love him. And then it was Cam being like, why wasn't he doing this? Exactly. Like, big A shit. (laughs) Five years of sports takes. Yes. Um, Yeah. And as y'all know, every year we release an anniversary T-shirt. This this year we do have some exciting uh, merchandising news. I'm not going to spoil it yet because I ain't finished it yet, but that's my like internal motivation or well, external motivation to now get it done. So that's what we call a tease. And look get on his ass. Get on him. <laughs> See how I switched that up? I mean, y'all can help. <laughs> I'm glad you switched that up. <laughs> I missed it. Good. Because he's about to have people out here on. Exactly. On some dirks. <laughs> and Boogs is in the chat. What's up, Kane? Hey. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the game that needs a name. So if, again, you are new here, the game that needs a name uh, is the title of the game that we play to open up the show where we throw out a topic and then we each have a few seconds to name something related to that topic. Last one standing wins. So... I see Eric dropped in Marvel Heroes, which is fitting because Doctor Strange 2 came out this weekend. <sighs> what a movie. And then Moon Knight just finished up as well. So uh, Marvel Heroes great, is... Great as well. Yeah, Marvel Heroes. I, I'd be down with that. Yeah, we can Also do that. still have cool. sport movies. And another one I thought of was uh, cities with a NFL team or NBA team, like whichever category. Yeah. But let's do Marvel Heroes. As yeah, Kane just got back from seeing Doctor Strange. No spoilers in the comments. Even if I said, oh. Because <laughs> someone here hasn't seen it yet, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm correct. Yeah. So, but man, that movie was cracking. Okay. We can do we can do Marvel Heroes for the game that needs a name. Dude, you playing? He said, not. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Iron Man, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, that being said, do you want to go... Eric, then me, then Cannon, then bounce back up that way like a triangle. Okay. All right. Marvel Heroes, the game that needs a name. Eric, kick us off. Iron Man. Spider Man. Um, Doctor Strange. Captain America. Ant Man. Um, to- oh shit. Damn. <laughs> I'm not already. I'll say Tony Stark. I'm bullshit. <laughs> you said Tommy Stark? No, I said Tony. I was like, oh, I'm gonna okay. say, all right. War Machine. The Wasp. Uh, Winter Soldier. God dang it. That's what I was going to say. Captain America? I already said that. I said I'm already. I didn't hear that one. All right. You See? win. See? Should have said Black Panther. Every time, every week, first one out. <laughs> you know, it's when the rhythm gets thrown off. When I thought you said Tommy Stark, you threw off my whole flow. But I, I'm not gonna blame you for my for my failures. I'm only one of these. I'm one again. <laughs> one of these days. One right. of these days. Topic discussion. Spoiler alert. Very NBA heavy. So hope y'all like basketball because that's what we're about to be on. <laughs> okay. Wait, dude, are we playing sound effects? Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> It's been a while, man. It's been a while since we actually had Deuce in here with us. So we're going to check in. We're going to start with uh, the series that the folks have come to hear us talk about. 
Milwaukee and Boston, the series is currently tied at 2-2. Game 5 takes place tomorrow, a.k.a. Wednesday. Game 6 is Friday. Game 7, if necessary, will be on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to kick it over to y'all because I feel like I've spoken a lot about the Bucks over the last (laughs) couple days. I do want to just say, though, shout out to Celtics Corner on YouTube. They had me on their pregame show before Game 4. Had a ball, um, even though some of the Celtics fans in the comments was at my head. But that's cool. I, I expect it. Uh, I didn't realize they hated Giannis so much. <laughs> some people just say they are not a fan, but it was fun. Had a great time with them. So if y'all just like basketball coverage or anything of the like, I would highly recommend checking out Celtics Corner. I did see a Bucks fan comment that he was – it was a, a lot of Bucks fans too. And one said that he was there because there's no such thing as the Bucks Corner. Uh, so he was invading their space, which made me go, hmm. hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Hmm. That being said, though, how are y'all feeling about this series right now? Uh, I don't know. Like, it's going about as I expected. Like, neither team can really score. Yeah, the Bucks are playing at your heart. Okay, I, I get it. Um, again, it helps that, like I was starting to say, this is what I expected. Like the Bucks half court offense leaves a lot to be desired. Um, but both teams have great defenses and we got Giannis. So that's always gonna keep us in the game. Um, mm-hmm. I think last week on this show I said that, you know, there there are certain people that the Bucks were gonna allow to get shots or encourage to get shots, and if they make them, they're gonna lose. And that's kinda like you know, you just, you just, uh, going in, you just have to live with that. And it's like yesterday, Al Horford got hot and the Bucks lost. So while it was unfortunate, because, you know, going into the, well, late in the third quarter, they had a 10 point lead, but it's the NBA. 10 point leads are never safe. Smoked um, it. Yeah. But then for, giving up, what, 42, 43 points in the fourth 43 quarter? 43 in the fourth quarter. Jesus. Um, yeah, that, that'll do it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, this is going about as I expected. Um, Drew Holiday has to play better. Um, like, I don't care that he took that many shots and missed that many shots. Like, his aggression is a good thing. But at the same time, like, they missed a lot of easy opportunities. Well, not necessarily easy opportunities, but opportunities where he didn't have to just try to go, you know, ISO. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they got Brooke Lopez on mismatches numerous times in the post hand up like hey I'm here like Giannis missed him a bunch too but like Drew was egregious with it because it would always be like you miss the switch and then you fiddle with the ball for like five seconds and then you just do a step back that is nowhere close and it's like again be aggressive but also play within the flow of the offense and take what the defense is giving you like Brook Lopez matched up against Jason Tatum in the post Brooke ain't the greatest post player, but like that's still an advantage, Bucks. And even if like they cover it, you know, they collapse on it, he can still kick it out to shooters. But like just having all four offensive players just kind of staring at you while you do nothing and throw up a prayer, it's like that was a that was a turnover. (laughs) And like I don't necessarily want to be critical of Giannis because he's pretty much doing everything at this point, but like some of those some of his shot selection is not great and I get it like they're missing Middleton and all of that falls on Drew and Giannis but again make it easier for yourself like Ex- you exactly have uh, 
who was it? They had somebody on it that was a favorable matchup. I want to say they had Tatum on them. And Whenever then, Brown got on Giannis, it was it was mismatch city. Yeah, was, like that was the one the one uh, the one matchup that he wanted to attack. But he had Tatum on him, and then he called for a screen to get Al Horford. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, even if like you know Tatum plays good defense, good defense on you, like you're still wearing him down on the other end of the court. So I don't know. The Bucks just have to play smarter, which is a theme for them in the playoffs. Like. Unfortunately, like they uh, shout out to the dunker spot because they say the best team at defending the Bucks are the Bucks because they absolutely lots of things that just get in their own way. Like if they just play like you know average IQ basketball, like this series would possibly not game two they would have lost either way. But (laughs) this would be a three one series right now if they just play smart because like they Mm -hmm. fiddled away a really big lead at the beginning of the fourth just by playing dumb and you know not taking advantage of mismatches so mm-hmm. uh, I still think they can win the series um, I'm not at all discomforted by their you know like the most recent game um, they still had the best player in the series I think that it's ironic when the, when the Celtics lose players they get better yeah <laughs> but it's because like they're losing guys that the Bucks team took game plan for and like when that gets changed last minute like they're just kind of thrown off like they recognized Rob Williams was a mark in game three and kept going at him with Giannis you don't have that mark on the court no more like now what you gonna go to same thing with uh Marcus Martin game one like they knew he didn't want to try to score or like that him trying to score was best for them. So like encouraging him to score kind of gums up the works of the Boston offense. Then without him in game two, like to do that, then again, it's like, okay, what do we do now? <laughs> so yeah. uh, like, I think if there's continuity in the Boston, like the Bucks are great at game planning, it feels like, but they don't adjust on the fly very well. Yeah, in-game adjustments are still a, a little yeah. bit of a weak spot, but I agree with what you you said. In-game, or like they were making it more difficult than they needed to um, throughout the game, especially offensively, because the Celtics have a great defense. Like this, no cap, like it's a great defense. It's a great team. So don't make things harder on yourself than you need to. If you see a mismatch, just try to exploit that. You see Brooke in the post, drop it down to him. Like I literally, at one point I was like, throw Brooke the ball because he had Marcus Smart on him and he's sealed and he's arm up like give me the ball and this was after uh, after Giannis dunked on Al Horford and talked whatever he said to him got the little taunt and file and it felt to me like at that point Giannis was like I'm about to attack you over and over and over and at times uh, he was attacking Horford and taking shots that weren't advantageous to the team itself. It was more so, like I think the Celtics were like, if this is what he wants to do, we're going to be perfectly fine with that because now he's just trying to play this one-on-one game. And it just didn't work out for the Bucks. Like, you have to be aggressive for sure, like you said, with uh, Giannis and with Drew. But you got to be smart about it too. Like, you got to have that IQ aspect to it. And, you know, really, it's, it's the playoffs. Like, you don't have a high margin of error. And without Chris Middleton, your margin for error is even smaller at this point because Chris Middleton is able to bail you out in some situations because he is a dynamic half-court, you know, generator. Like, he can get you some buckets. And without that, 
you don't have that margin of error. So you need to be even more on top of your game. And in game four, felt the fourth quarter, Giannis was gassed. He didn't have any more to give at that point. Um, and when you don't have anything more to give and Al Horford's hawking up, good win, Boston. Like, good win. That's all I really got. Like, you, you did what you were supposed to do in that situation. I did not expect it to go that way. But that is the way that it went. They got stronger as the game went on. The Bucks seemed like they kind of peaked in the third quarter, which we saw in game three a bit as well. <clears throat> it felt like uh, in the first. What's up, P. Flacco? I see you in the comments. Appreciate hey, you. Burr, 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 burr. Burr, sir. Oh, I was just going to say, like, it felt like that first Fast and Furious movie where, like, somebody would hit the nice button and they'd be like, too soon. Like, that's what that was the bus in the third quarter. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> um, we all had the Bucks winning this game or series. Mm-hmm. We don't do individual games here, but do y'all have your confidence shaken at any level with the Bucks now going back to Boston 2-2? Boston's a tough place to play. Ken, mm-hmm. the Lakers fan, he knows all about what it's like to play in Boston. So I, I want to know how you're feeling about this series uh, between Milwaukee and Boston. And do you think that Milwaukee can still pull it off? <clears throat> Um, yeah, I still feel confident that Milwaukee can pull it off. The series is basically going like how we expected it to go. I know I originally said like um, Bucks and six. Still um, possible and, technically. Yeah, and it's still possible that that can that can happen. Um, this series is showing like how like crucial like not having uh, Chris Mid there. Like and Giannis can't sustain this. Like he can't get to the fourth quarter and be gassed. Like he needs. Like he has to have some type of help. Like, you know, somebody do need to step up a little bit more. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's going how I expected it to go. I feel like these, this is the series that's going to, that they're going to be the team that like most likely could like probably win the championship. Mm. I feel like. It's not so even Boston just the East. Come out, yeah. Like win it all. I feel you on that. I, I was saying like whoever wins this series, I think will win the East. Um, mm. But let's we can we can talk about the Western Conference playoffs as well because it's it's honestly at first of all like the second round I was like man it's not gonna be you know that great with some of the injuries that were happening but the second mm-hmm. round of the playoffs so far has it has been fantastic. Um, when we come back to the studio here, <laughs> Kane says that Jeff or that Grayson needs to hit open shots. Uh, I think to hit open shots. And Bobby needs to take open shots. Okay, so I noticed this with Bobby. Bobby, game one, he was doing this thing. Game two, when Boston came out and smacked the Bucks, uh, we know that Bobby Portis has a very slow release. And when we first got him his first season here, he said he passed up a few looks thinking that the closeout was going to be coming. But really, they were just running him. Like, they really weren't going to put a hand up, really weren't going to contest it. So he realized he actually had more time to get his shot off than what he realized. And in game two of this series, they were closing out so hard on Bobby. I think he had like two threes blocked or at least affected where it was just like he couldn't he couldn't get it off. And since game two, when they started affecting his shot in that way, I felt like he's been a lot more hesitant about getting his shot off uh, and just kind of thinking through it. So Bobby is somebody who I could see coming back in game five, having a big game. Um, just kind of, you know, just hooping, just kind of getting out of his head a little bit and and hooping. And let me make this very clear. I'm not saying now, like, Bobby going to come out and get, like, 30 and be the help that Giannis was always asking for. 
I'm just saying, like, we need our role guys to put up at least double digit, you know, points in these games. And we're going to need Bobby to give us 10, 15 points a game. <laughs> uh, so Alan, in the comments, if we lose this series, please get rid of Bud. Cannot agree with you there, Alan, because to be completely honest with you, um, going into the series with no Chris Middleton, I had to kind of have my co-host here talk me into how the Bucks could win this series. Uh, without Chris Middleton, this Bucks team just doesn't have the same ceiling. So if the Bucks were to lose this series against Boston, I wouldn't be like, it's time to fire Bud. I would be like, we need a Chris Middleton. So. I mean, like, I, I think we're past the point of fire Bud. Like, he won a title. We right. should be. And like the like we can say that the in-game adjustments are, you know, leave us wanting, but I don't think that that was why they lost the lead in the fourth quarter. Like that was on court decision making. Bud can't go out there and he, he can't go out there and play for them. Uh, like he's in still a system and they're running it, um, mm-hmm. but then they short circuit it or, you know, give credit to Boston's defense. Um, and like, you can say like, hey, you know, Drew, you're taking dumb shots, Giannis, you're taking dumb shots. But like, I think part of Buzz' philosophy is like, let the players play, especially on offense. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, Giannis is an instinct player. Yeah. Alan's making a point in the comments that we have great defenders. He doesn't understand why the strategy is hoping that they miss an open three. Um, because math. Yeah, it's really a math thing. It's we're gonna trust that these shooters who are not great three-point shooters are going to continue to not be great three-point shooters and we're going to take away everything else you can't take away everything and i can definitely understand the frustration that comes when you're watching them and you're seeing open looks consistently over and you're just like can we at least put a hand up can we make the shot a little bit more difficult and to be honest with you in games three and four the bugs have done a better job of chasing some guys off of the line like they've done better we're giving up corner threes uh than they did in the first two games so i mean like again to demonstrate the math product math problem go back to game one like the celtics hit 18 three-pointers like that is really good regardless of how many you get up like they shot 36 percent. like that's a, mm. a solid if not spectacular percentage but they couldn't score inside the arts so, like that clogged the paint like that worked because they didn't allow anything you know like they there were 10 field goals two-point range and i don't know how many of those were actually in the paint so like it i get how like to camille's point like i get how it can be frustrating but at the same time like when it works it works and you have to trust that the math is gonna math (laughs) four times out of seven and that you're gonna do enough on offense but given the deficit the talent deficit that the bucks are at without middleton like i understand doubling down on what you do well and then like hey you know Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, mm. bomb away, <laughs> and good luck to you. Especially if we can get them doing the ones where they the closeout does come, and then they do like a step back to try. I'm like, you ain't got that in your bag. You need to chill out. You don't know who you <laughs> think you are. This ain't 2K, bro. You ain't got that in your in your package. Uh, any other thoughts on Milwaukee, Boston before we move on to? Another interesting uh, series. No? All right. Okay. Now we can talk about Miami-Philly right now. 
or we can talk about <laughs> or we could talk about Memphis Golden State, which I think might be just like the most I'm gonna say exciting series right now. Like even the games where I think it's about to be a blowout, like I thought game four was gonna be a laugh where I'm like, man, we'll see what happens. But no. <laughs> No, it, it was, was like three games with without Jada this year. Like I, I, I think they were like twenty out. and five or something like that. But I was thinking like in the playoffs, you know, like Job was such a big point, you know, big focal point of how they were scoring offensively. Like they're going to take a hit without Job, they're going to lose the game. I mean, they did lose, uh-huh. but they didn't lose the way I thought yeah. they were going to lose. I mean, like, they it was actually into what the last minute of the game. Yeah, when Steph Curry, uh, Steph Curry, when Steph Curry got hot. Yeah, it was. It was wild. But currently, the Warriors lead that series 3-1. Game five is tomorrow as well. I'm going to ask you all this. Because John Moran, as we kind of hinted towards, he missed game four, has a knee bruise, and he's expected to be uh, out for the remainder of the playoffs. Playoffs. Can the Grizzlies win this series without Ja and do you think they will I don't believe that I know that in the regular season that they've won I think that was 20 and 5 right With, without Ja and, but playoffs against Steph Curry against Golden State like they Ja is needed for them to win this series so I definitely feel like Golden State is definitely going to win the series now Alan in the comments said John might be the next D Rose. No, but uh, it's something about hey. it's something about these smaller guards uh, that are really explosive. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think how many actually had lengthy. I mean, I guess Russ. Yeah, he's had Westbrook, injuries, but like he stayed, he stayed pretty durable through his. Yeah, he's been able 30s. to keep up. John Wall, Derrick Rose. Oh, that's a good one. D Rose was able to kind of reinvent himself after the injuries, but like the midi and that floater game is still is still lethal. But I don't want to project nothing on Ja. I want Ja to continue being Ja. He's gonna play the way he play. And that's part of why I love watching him hoop, which is probably the same feeling that like people had about Chicago D Rose, people who were huge D Rose fans, where it's like, I know the play style might be hard on the body, but it's exciting to watch, and I love watching it. Do y'all think that Jordan Poole injury or the, the the knee pool was anything? I so like I was away uh, for work late last week. So aside from the bus game, I didn't see anything that happened between Thursday and Sunday. Oh um, man, you missed all kinds of drama. I did. I mean, like I followed along, but I didn't see like the actual games. Um, so like somebody showed me the clip of pool, and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be looking for. Like, so I, I, it, I don't think it was anything. Um, like you can, you can ascribe a level of premeditation when you're looking at something in very slow motion. Um, it's like, oh yeah, of course he pulled here, yeah, like. You don't have enough time to one pinpoint where his knee is and then yank on it and be like, oh, this is going to take him out the game. Like, right. I felt like that was Memphis reaching because Steve Kerr went so hard at Dylan Brooks for the flake. My God, he did. On Gary Payton, which I get being frustrated and I understand, like, and maybe he actually did believe, like, 
all the things that he was saying. But at the same time, like if the NBA is a brotherhood, like throwing that type of allegation on somebody is serious business. And it really poisons the well, like in the media, in the fan base, even in your own team. Like if they looking at Dylan Brooks, like, yo, you just, you know, you just took my man out like on purpose. Like that has long lasting repercussions. And I like, again, not to say that he doesn't believe it, but like you better really hardcore believe it if like you're throwing that type of stuff out. Yeah, I feel you on it. And this series has had that a lot of that in it where it's just kind of like accusations flying and just, I mean, technicals, flagrants, getting ejected. Like it's this series has had a lot of that. Also, I'm sorry. Also, what? Steve Kerr, you have some nerve. You have Draymond Green on your team. <laughs> and you had Zaza Pachulia on your team. Like, it's a whole rule because it's Zaza now. Like, come on, you know, man. You want to talk about there being a code, like maybe you need to enforce that with your own players. Mm. Mm. What Michael Jackson I, say? Start with the man in the mirror. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel bad for Gary Payton because. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Fracturing an elbow. I hit my elbow on something and I want to pass out. I can fracture in it. No. And I also want to say this because there's been so many bodies on the floor, especially in that Milwaukee Boston series. That hardwood court is hard. Like it's in the name. Hardwood <laughs> court. <laughs> they are out here falling like like it's a trampoline or something. I'm like, my I know that these guys are sore right now. It's it's just been all kinds of bodies on the floor. Like wrestling matches out here. Uh, ooh, Kane has a question for us. Am I the only one who was sick of every foul being checked for flagrant one or flagrant two? Can we let the people play? How y'all feeling about all these? It has been a lot of, I mean, it's been physical ball. The NBA has yeah. been trying to clean some stuff up. How do y'all feel about all the whistles we've been getting? I don't know. I'm sick of it. I feel like we need to just, like, kind of like what Kane said, is like, let them play. Because it's playoff ball. I don't want it to come down to, like, a foul that's very borderline, like, can change, like, the whole dynamic or flow of the game. So I just, I, you know, I'm getting kind of sick of seeing it. Like, I feel you. And I understand, like, how it's detrimental to the product. But at the same time, like, if you institute rules mm-hmm. to keep people safe, like, you kind of got to enforce those rules. Mm-hmm. Like if you care about player safety, if you just like ask the playoff, like you know, <laughs> let no go, no foul, like <laughs> then it is what it is. But yeah, like blows to the head, because that's the thing. Like it'll be those ones where it's like a glancing blow to the head, and it's like, okay, was it enough to be like unnecessary, or was it like in a natural ball thing? Is it because flagrant ones and twos? I don't know what that is. Um, flagrant ones and twos. house talking to you again, fam. It's something beeping, but there's nothing in here that beeps. Um, flagrant, flagrant ones and twos like can swing the score and the momentum of the game so heavily like you kind of got to make sure that you get that that right yeah I just uh, I guess I would come in because I mean I'll say this I know being a referee is very difficult it's not an easy job to do especially in real time when everything's going so fast but some of the things that they're like stopping play for to check to see if it's a flagrant I'm like how did, like in real time I'll be watching it like no like it, it was just a foul but they're like nope going to the monitors here and then the game slows down for you know five minutes or whatever the case may be but mm-hmm. 
yeah, for game time, like watching purposes, I definitely get the annoyance of it. I get that they're trying to enforce the rules so people can be safer, have longer careers. Um, Cause again, that hardwood is hard, but um, <laughs> I think um, that's part of it. I do like Jess, uh, follow up comment though. I was going to highlight that. He said they can check the camera for a blow to the head in the TV timeout. They t- it takes them every 10 ish minutes. Um, yeah, that's that's a good point. Like, we can review if it's a three or a two and make that call from, you know, the league office. Mm-hmm. So I think that they can institute a little bit more of, like, you know, remote refereeing. So, like, while game is going on, like, check to see if this is a flagrant foul. If it was, then you know, assess it, deal with it after the next break. And if it's like within the last two minutes of the game where, you know, obviously you don't have a TV timeout after that, then that can be when you stop playing to review it. But yeah, throughout the game, like I don't see why you couldn't do that. Hey, ideas thrown out by by, by the commenters. Like that one, Kane. We all had Golden State winning this series. I would think that jaw injury just kind of makes it feel inevitable at this point. Uh, do y'all think that this game ends tomorrow, or are they gonna go go six, go seven? They're gonna be able to stretch this series out some. I'm not ready to count out. Um, I'm not uh, ready to count out the Jalis Grizzlies. Like they actually will probably win percentage wise, they're probably like still like a top three or four seed. Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry, I got work messages coming in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean like. Obviously, like they're down three-one, like the rain's pretty much on the wall. But I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to get able to force a game six or seven. Yeah, I think it's going to go at least six. Still, yeah. we're going to get one more game, I think. Yeah. All right, y'all want to talk about Phoenix and Dallas, or y'all want to talk about Miami and Philly? Hey, don't matter. I don't really care about either series. <laughs> to be quite honest, can you feel stronger about one or the other? Uh, we'll talk about Philly and uh, Miami. All right. Currently, that series is also tied 2-2. Uh, Joel Embiid and Kyle Lowry both return to the lineups for Game 3. But at this point, Kyle Lowry is going to be out for Game 5 and potentially the remainder of the series because of that hamstring. And, Eric, you mentioned that you weren't able to watch the games. I don't know if you watch Game 4, Ken, but Kyle Lowry should not have been out. I was watching, like, dude. Uh, you you can barely walk at this point. You you should probably go sit down somewhere. Mm-hmm. Re-injured the hamstring, so now he's out for game five. And Kyle Kyle, it uh it's been rough going for him right now with that hamstring. Like, hey, you get kudos for trying to gut through it. Um, but I'm glad you're about to sit down somewhere right now because that's not something that you want to play with. And honestly, with the way that Jimmy Butler has been hooping, just rest get better and let jimmy carry this load and let's hope that if you know if you're a miami fan you're hoping that you just start knocking down some of those threes Ooh, can got an accusation or accusation in the in the comments saying laurie is <laughs> the dirtiest player in the game i don't know if you can say that when marcus smart exists yeah i was about to say uh or chris paul chris paul do be doing some dirty stuff and he get away he with do. a lot of it he do. He get away with murder, low key. Because he's the point god. But uh, that'd be an interesting discussion. That's why. 
Yeah, yeah. He pushed Giannis out the air during the finals in a very dangerous method, but nobody, came, no one said anything about it. Like they was like, "Oh, Giannis dunk, cool." That's because we handed them an L. I'm <laughs> <laughs> wearing the wrong shirt. I thought I was wearing the alley hoop shirt. I'm wearing the uh, the block. The block shirt. Gotta represent. Gotta represent. I'm wearing the black on black everyday media shirt. You can't see it right now, but trust me when I say it's there. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Miami Philly though. Uh, the NBA announced that they were going to find the 76ers 50 stacks because they violated the league's injury reporting rules for how they handled Joel Embiid's return. <laughs> I don't think they really care too much at this point. No. Like Teams are going to do whatever they can do to maintain their competitive edge. they just like, hey, yeah. you're going to find me, find me. Same thing with Chris Paul. They're like, find me if you want to. Just find me. Yeah. Uh, uh- I was gonna say two things about that. One, I wouldn't be surprised if whenever Chris Middleton is ready, like the bus just pop up with, okay, he's, he's active now. Um, but then also, like Kyle Lowry shows why people shouldn't be trying to rush him back. Like you can be, you know, you can try to force it and actually be a detriment to your team. Like I think mm-hmm. obviously MB coming back made a different, made a, a bigger difference. But you know, like. Compound that with Kyle Lowry giving you less than zero on the court. It's like you could have somebody that's healthy out there that can at least run around and do things. Like I get it, like it's gutsy, it's commendable, like to try for your teammates, but you gotta know when, okay, I'm I'm out here and I'm hurting these dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big fact. Um I have we all have Miami winning this this series. I will say that I think that it's really interesting that it's now tied 2-2. Of course, Embiid swings that. Uh, missing him is a huge piece for Philly. Like, with no Embiid, there's really no chance. And yeah. him mm-hmm. being out there, someone else who's kind of gutting through stuff, only at about 70%, maybe. Uh, but Embiid's able to still make an impact, unlike Kyle Lowry has been, where he's passing up layups, where you're like, Kyle, <laughs> like, if you can't do this right now, we need to get you off the court. Lower body injury versus upper body injury. Yes. And yes, that's a great point with that. Honestly, I was <laughs> seeing James Harden kind of turn the clock back in game four for a moment. It, w- it was fun to watch. Seeing him hit the, the step backs and seeing uh, Harden showing emotion. Normally, I don't see Harden play that way, but you could tell that was a man who has been upset with himself and his level of play. Um, so seeing him do it for one game was was pretty cool, but I don't know if that is in James Harden's bag consistently going forward. Like I'm curious to see the one game blip or more of like a return to normalcy for him. But we'll see. I mean, he has oh. to show that he can sustain it over the course of this season. So until he does it two or three times <laughs> in a row, I'm not gonna do uh, BP in the comments asks, do we think Miami rushing Laurie back is telling about their confidence in winning the series? Um, I mean, they personally, were two, they were up 2-0 when he came, when he came back. back. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't think that's part of it. I think it's more so one of those things where when you have a guy and he wants to play and you're trying to balance like what the medical team is saying, like we should wait a little bit. And the guy's like, I want to play. Where is that that medium for them to both coexist? Like, okay, we can agree that game three is a great time to come back. And at this point now, does not look like it was uh, 
a great time to come back. And we didn't even mention the fact in the Milwaukee-Boston series, uh, Robert Williams might not play in game five either with the, the right knee soreness, which coming back from injury, you you got to be careful. You got to be careful. I don't really have too much more to add to the Miami-Philly thing, except for asking y'all, do y'all still feel like Miami will win this series? Or are you jumping ship over to the Philly side? No, I still have Miami winning the series. E? Um, yeah, I mean, I had it going seven initially because, like, I figured Embiid will be back at some point. Uh, like, all things being equal, I probably would have picked Philly. I just feel like that two-game hole was a lot to get out of. Um, I still think Miami has enough to kind of hold on, but I'm talking on both sides of my mouth. I could easily, <laughs> like, I wouldn't be surprised if Philly ends up winning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we still got Miami in that series. Uh, I think Gang Five is on right now as we record this, so gonna have to turn that on in a bit. Last series to talk about in the NBA playoffs that's going on right now: the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. Another series that's currently tied at two-two. Game Five is tonight, so we'll see how that decisive game goes. I'll be I'll be honest with you. Uh, I didn't expect to see. Dallas having Phoenix out here looking the way they were looking in games three mm-hmm. and four. Chris Paul um, had, has had a rough go in Dallas and then game four <laughs> falling out was terrible. His mom and the wife getting harassed. I don't know if y'all heard the additional details about what actually happened with that. So Apparently thought- that fan kept trying to hug the mom and was your yeah, happy mother's day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I thought from the jump, like, it was kind of weird reporting. Like, they kept saying, put hands on. And I'm like, what does that mean? Because, like, I know, you know, if Ken said, I'm going to put hands on you, like, I know what that means. But, like, in the reporting context, like, that seems like oddly specific language to use, like, to describe an event. Um, so, like, for it to come out that he was just basically, like, harassing her. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't appreciate. The, like Dallas when they announced his ban they were like oh you know he just gave unwanted hugs like that kind of downplays what exactly it was like you see somebody oh he gave unwanted hugs like that sounds kind of like yeah like who does softening the language yeah I don't know but I think they said that because um, Chris Paul kept saying that he put hands on my mama or my family or whatever so that's probably why they reported it that way yeah and there were people trying to come at Chris Paul for his comments after when he was tweeting about like F that and I'm like one, someone was harassing his family. Like yeah. you're going to be emotional. My mama and my like, woman, like come on, bro. Like and your kids watched yeah. it happen and they felt like, uncomfortable. On, like no, like sometimes emotion will take over. It got the best of job after he got injured, tweeting out broke the code and things of that sort before he deleted the tweet. And then you know in game four he's dapping up Jordan Poole, but that's how emotions work from time to time. And honestly, if I was in a situation where I heard that my mother was getting harassed. I'm going to be tight too. And I don't even get tight often. I'm a very low key, chill individual. But if you mess with my mom, like, I, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. And like, I've heard other people be like, well, why are you bringing your family to an away game? Like, he should be able to bring his family to an away game. Exactly. Like, what? Common, common decency says that, you know, like, even if it's not his family, like, just leave people alone. Like, it don't matter who they're rooting for. Like, exactly. if they don't want you to touch them, don't touch them. Like, don't if they don't want to talk shit to you, leave them the fuck alone like engage with people that want to be engaged with but if they don't want to be like leave them the hell alone 
So with the series being tied 2-2, now it's a best of three series. BP does have a question. If you're Phoenix, do you just let Luka do his thing and make sure to shut everyone else down? That's been brought up by a few different people. I've been hearing that in regards to Luka and actually in regards to Giannis and the Bucks. Kind of like a, just let him do what he's going to do and let's shut everyone else down and, and see how that goes. How do y'all feel about that particular strategy? Luca can kill you in so many different ways. Like exactly. Like there really is no great way to guard Luca. Like I get it. Like if Giannis is getting single cover one on one, and the person can at least hold their own, like Al Horford and Grant Williams have been able to. It's kind of like KD last year, like last year against the Bucks, where it's like, yeah, you cooking, but I'm making you work for it, and this is gonna grind you down over time. And mm-hmm. like as long as it's not easy, like we can kind of live with you know, shut everybody else off and you singularly as a person like have to beat us completely. But with Luca, like first of all, the three is deadly. And like even if you do just devote resources to shutting down everybody else, like you don't really have anyone that can kind of even make him work one on one, it feels like. Like I get that they have Mikel Bridges, but I'll say Bridges Bridges and Crowder are the only two I can think of that you can really be like Yeah. Go bother yeah. him. Yeah, I don't think physicality is really going to bother him. Like, he doesn't rely on his speed and athleticism anyway, so it's a lot of tough shots that he's hitting. And it's like, you know, change of pace, slow down. Like, he's just so hard to guard one-on-one. Like, I don't think that – I think that you have to devote a little bit of attention – a little bit of extra attention to him um, to even make him work. So, like, to that end, like, I think you're going to skew closer to, you know, shut down Luca, take care mm-hmm. of him. Let everybody else beat you. Man, BP, I'm appreciating you in these comments, man. You out here coming with some interesting questions about these matchups. Uh, BP asks, who do you think is a role player between Phoenix or Dallas that you think needs to step up? Dallas, you would think Brunson, but he's ball dominant. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Jason Kidd, after I think they lost, I can't remember if it was game one or game two, he mentioned the fact that someone needs to step up and help Luka. Mm -hmm. Like, we need a, a 1B here. Like, someone needs to step up. And Jalen Brunson has, I think, filled that role for them of being like that yeah. second guy for Dallas. Uh, but it's kind of simple. Like, like the playoffs, really, the others matter in the playoffs. Like, are you going to be a, a, a other that can play in the sixth? Like, are you a 16 game guy or are you a regular season guy? And we've seen Maxi Cleveland. Like, we've seen some big games from Maxi. Uh, we've seen games from Dinwiddie. Like, uh, Finley Smith. Like, Dallas has a few different guys where I feel like any game, any of them can be, like, the guy who steps up. Because they're going to continue to have opportunities while Luke is feeding them based on the way that he plays and the attention that he draws and how he's going to try to kick and get those open shots for those guys. So, honestly, it's whichever one is going to be hot that night, in my opinion. But, Eric, I saw you. Yeah, I was just going to say the playoffs are disrespectful as hell. Like, they really show, like, what <laughs> teams think. Like, And I'm being serious. Like, it shows what teams think about you, like, Looking at the Bucks Celtics series, like Bobby Portis and Grayson Allen are basically being played off the court because they're getting targeted every time down on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. And offensively, like they know that they only have a couple of moves and they're sitting on those moves and they're basically choking them out, like on the offensive end. So, and the same thing on Boston, like until basically game four, like Derek White was damn near unplayable. Peyton Pritchard, like, barely gets any clock. Like, Last year, going back to that Brooklyn series, like they wound up 
sitting Bobby Portis for like the last three games of the series because they couldn't play him. Um, and teams will keep hammering home, you know, every little advantage that they have until you either get better or they take you out the game. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like I think every role player <laughs> needs to step up because like otherwise your ass is off the, off the court. Yeah. And just one more Boston Milwaukee thought. Um, personally, with George Hill back and I get why George Hill gets the minutes because he's a bigger body. But if that's what Grayson Allen is going to be giving us. Uh, I would rather see Javon Carter in the game than Grayson Allen for those spot minutes. You can throw Carter on Marcus Smart, Peyton Pritchard, some of the smaller guards they have over there. But like he held his own against uh, Brown and Tatum when he got switched. I don't. I'm not going to play. I'm not saying that's his primary (laughs) his primary role, but like I think he holds up better against those two if he gets switched on to him than than Grayson Grayson Allen for sure. Which is wild to say because Javon Carter is like four inches short. I think he's what listed at six one somewhere around there. Yeah, we'll see though. But Phoenix Dallas, uh, we all had Phoenix winning this series. Mm-hmm. Dallas making anybody want to jump ship? No, I'm sticking with. I'm sticking with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, me, me too. I just wanted to see. No, I think Phoenix is still a better team, and I can't wait to see what Game Five looks like tonight. Actually, because I think Chris Paul is going to come out and have himself a game. Yeah, BP, I think Carter is 6'1", which means he's probably really like 5'11", 5'6", foot somewhere <laughs> somewhere in there. So me and him might be eye to eye for all I know if I had the right shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> the playoffs continue when we get back to the studio next week, Tuesday. That'll be The second round will be done, so we will be coming back for a conference final. So if things go the way that we think that they'll go, when we come back into the studio next week, we will be discussing Milwaukee versus Miami and Phoenix versus Golden State. If things go the way that we think they will, mm-hmm. that's the way that it's going to go. Jeff, they said they measure people barefoot now, but I still don't trust them. I'm not even going to lie to you. That's just me being skeptical. I don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust them. <coughs> BP's point. Is that Bobby Porter's? Because they keep on Bobby Porter's uh, pick and roll. Um, <laughs> Let me find out Bobby Porter's in, in the chat. <laughs> hey, this is a pro Bobby Porter podcast. Um, yes, it is. But yes, uh, Giannis, is, Giannis has historically been the Bucks pick and roll ball handler in the playoffs. Like that was kind of what got them into trouble those first two years under Bud. Um, like moving him off the ball and putting him in more of a screener role, at least down the stretch of games is what kind of unlocked the Bucks offense last year. Yes, Carter does look five key, five ten looking. So like Bobby Giannis pick and rolls I don't think would necessarily work just because they're probably being guarded by like size players anyway. So you're not creating a mismatch and it's an automatic switch. Yeah. But man, I've been having fun with the playoffs. A lot of big game fives coming up with three of the four series being tied to two. All th- I told my mom, like, it's best of three now. And that made her panic. I guess hearing best of three puts a different weight on somebody than hearing uh, best of seven. But that's the reality for, for three of these series right now. And we all know how pivotal or pivotal game fives are. So you win that, you you're in a good spot but it's not over until it's actually over so some more nba news the sacramento kings have agreed to a four-year contract with warriors assistant mike brown hey congratulations sir 
Mike Brown. So he actually got to coach the Warriors uh, yesterday as the acting head coach of the Kings, which was interesting with Steve Kerr being in COVID protocols. And Steph Curry even has some some shade because they didn't shoot well. And he goes like, I guess, you know, the King stuff rubbing off on us. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say, is Mike Brown the first person to ever be named the head coach of two different teams in the same day? (laughs) Same day. Oh, you're making history. (laughs) Mike Brown. So with Mike Brown being hired in Sacramento at there was a time where Mike uh, or Mark Jackson was the leading name you kept hearing as who was going to be in Sacramento and Sacramento and Sacramento. And then Mike Brown came in and said, no, that's me. I got it. Don't worry (laughs) about it. But with Mike Brown's name off the list, uh, that affects the Lakers coach search because the Lakers uh, apparently now only have 11 names left on their list that they're considering. (laughs) Only 11 names for the Lakers that they considering for their coaching job now with, with Mike Brown being off the list. I'm going to name some of these names. And Wait, sorry. You, time out. Time out. Time out. They were considering bringing Mike Brown back? Yes. Yeah, bro. Yes. Yes, we were. Proceed. So, <laughs> Dooch, if this is the point, I think you might want to come off mute for this, for this part. Um, the question I have is just how are y'all feeling about the Lakers coaching search and is there anyone that y'all actually really want? I'm going to name off some of the names of people Man. who have been rumored uh, to be in the Lakers sites. <laughs> Dude's getting the yeah. mic set up. Uh, <laughs> Quinn Snyder, although after hearing him speak, yeah, it I sounds agree. like he might end up staying in, in Utah. I can hear you a little He's, bit, Duke. Okay. Yep, you there. He was uh, the only Nick one Nurse, I really wanted. Nick Nurse's name was thrown out and they were like, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Doc Rivers' name has been thrown out. Hell no. How- no. <laughs> Jawan Howard. <laughs> Jawan. Steve. Steve Clifford. Mm-hmm. Terry Stotts. No, I'm good. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Mark Jackson. I'm good on Mark Jackson, too. Darvin Ham. Hey, well, Scott, I don't know what he can do. Scott Brooks. Alex mm-hmm. Jensen. And Adrian Griffin. Like, the Lakers are just oh, out yes. here. They, they turn over every rock for All this right, coaching okay. search. Y'all got Phil Jackson back in the building. Bro, Y'all got who Phil named in there? Off the blue. <laughs> Phil Jackson got thrown in. Talking about an advisor. Nigga, take your hands down. <laughs> On the real. What happened to you advising the Knicks, nigga? What did yeah, you do? exactly. <laughs> like, you go advise that, nigga. No. <laughs> Phil just used his coaching search to slide back into Genie's DMs. Yeah, you know exactly. It. Trying to get back in them good graces. Oh, baby, I can help yeah. you out. Yeah, baby, I got you. <laughs> Let me see what I can do. Yeah, see what I can Rob pull Lincoln, off. He don't know what he's doing. He like, I'm the best coach of all time. Like, who <laughs> gonna tell you who, who, who right coach you get? <laughs> ignore Derek Fisher. Like, that would ignore that. On the real. Oh, man. But where are y'all at with this coaching search? What are you, where are y'all at just with the Lakers? Because as, Dude, as Kane said, y'all should just name Bron as, as coach at this point. Hey, relax. All yeah. right, Kane. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> <laughs> he said, <laughs> <laughs> "No, man, I'm still tight about that nigga, man. This nigga, this I don't know, man. That's where we at. I don't nigga, know. I guess don't know. Fucking know. I don't even know no more. I guess don't know no more. <laughs> I really don't. Like I'm just like I'm at that point, man. I am broken, bro. Lakers have Lakers broken. broke you. Yes, That's man. A fact. I don't even know the, no the more. The fact that the Bears didn't, but the Lakers did, is man, yes. Man, this upset hurt, of the century. This hurt my heart. I feel like Genie. 
<laughs> I needed more out of y'all. Y'all ain't doing shit. All this money we done spent on you. She was lying. On she said, with this payroll? <laughs> on the real. And we didn't even make the playoffs? She said, you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> she said, this ain't what I signed up for here. We the four or five payroll in the league, and we didn't make the play in. Oh, my Lord, man. That's tough. But, uh, um, yeah, like, okay, people keep throwing Doc. Absolutely not. Yeah. Everybody keep throwing Mark Jackson, but this is not the fit for Mark Jackson. Yeah. The Kings would have worked for Mark Jackson more than coaching this Laker team. I feel like Mark Jackson needs a younger team, like, that he can kind of, like, groom, you know, like, shape and mold. Like, throwing him into this? No, nah, bro. Oh, Jamar Jackson. Setting him off a disaster. <laughs> oh, oh, what, bro? That would be a disaster. No, bro. They're going to try to tell Mark Jackson what to do, and he's going to be like, no. No, exactly. LeBron be throwing (laughs) subliminals by the second week of the season. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wasn't it it Mark Jackson who made the comment about his wife? About LeBron's wife? With all due respect. With all due respect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he did? Oh, man. With all due respect. With all due respect. You know you're going to get disrespected, bro. (laughs) When he start off with that, just disrespect me, bro. That's more disrespectful. <laughs> I got two things for the Lakers fan. One, um, like I feel like this long ass coaching search list, like that's just Rob Lincoln trying to look busy. Yeah, like, he definitely, he definitely just keep leaking different names to people. He looks very busy. <laughs> right, like, I got thirteen people I'm considering. You know, like he's don't getting no sleep. Trade, I ain't got time for that right now. Like, I got, I got to figure hey, out these coach things. He's like, I'm not going to sleep until we find a coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, BP asks, would you say that roster construction is the Lakers' bigger issue? Because to their point, he was saying, I think that Vogel is still a good coach, just yeah. hasn't been in a great situation. And then Kane also added that uh, Russ's contract is the problem. So do y'all think that roster a- construction is the, the bigger issue? Um, it was an issue before Russ got there. Yeah. Uh, Russ just made it a bigger issue. Yeah. Um, that's that's basically where we have with that. Vogel isn't Vogel was a scapegoat because um, it didn't work this year. We somebody had to get thrown under the bus, and unfortunately yeah. it was him. He's not a bad coach. This man just won us a chip in 2020. So yeah, I'm about to say he like, just won us a championship. Yeah. So you long. can't be like that. Like, oh, let's get rid of him. Like that's that's crazy. He was a scapegoat. It didn't work out. LeBron not gonna take responsibility at all for for, for what's going on right now. Yeah. So so Frank Vogel had to be had to get thrown under the bus. That's a fact. Russ too. Yeah. And Russ. Yeah. 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 Okay, I got I, I got one more Laker question for y'all. Yeah, I got if one. Russ is on the roster when the next season starts. I'm done. I don't know if I can take another one, bro. <laughs> because hey, let me let me let me try to be optimistic here. Maybe it just the pieces around. Maybe it just wasn't the best fit. Y'all did have a lot of injury. You know what? This don't. I can't even make myself believe exactly. this. It, I'm sorry. I can't do it. I was, I was gonna try. Say, like you know, like they really between all the ads injuries, like they never really got an actual see it like they full team the like, full team no not like, especially like later in the, the season once people were kind of like acclimated to the situation like they didn't really have time in jail so like i think that if they do bring russ back like that'll be the way that they talk themselves into it yeah um mm-hmm. like just give it time yeah 
no, Russ, Russ going to play if he on that roster. Yeah. Um, and BP says, Optimism says a healthy AD fixes a lot, which I would, I mean, and a healthy LeBron. Like yeah. LeBron showed that this year he still is an yeah. impact player. Mm-hmm. And again, of course, like AD do get hurt a lot, but a lot of the injuries this year were not really his fault. Like one injury, yeah. he stepped on somebody's foot. <laughs> mm-hmm. The other injury, somebody ran into his ran knee. Into him, yeah. So, yeah. So a lot of the injuries that he, he suffered this year wasn't his fault. He still, even though he's, he's, he's he still, he is Cottonell. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, Angel soft out here. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he is, dog. and he had that little little spark where he, he was kind of like confused in the beginning before he got injured. So I don't he didn't really know. Yeah, I don't know. It's like this whole after, like we really won the chip, and then after he came back, he was trying to find himself. Like he didn't know, like okay. Like I'm gonna go shoot threes, or I'm a, yeah. you know, I'm a po, I'm being a post. Like what, like what role, or what is my identity this year? That bubble Just was different. Just ball. Yeah. So my question before we move on was like of the people listed, like you said, no Mark Jackson, no Doc Rivers. Like, is there somebody that they could hire? Not Nick Nurse because that's not gonna happen. <laughs> um, like, is there anybody that they will realistically hire where you'd be like, yeah, that's a good one. Like, yeah, that's what I'm rooting for. Um, Snyder, he was the only one that was like, okay, somebody that's not under contract with a different team. <laughs> <laughs> um, <yeah>. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one. That's a fact. Like, for real, that's I don't funny. Tell you. <laughs> Phil I mean, Jackson, hey, he don't sound that bad after you. Do that. Exactly. <laughs> that's where we at. That's where we are. Right now. This is where Laker Nation is at, folks. Oh, it doesn't sound too bad when you really think about it. <laughs> yeah, Russ, bro, I'm trying to triangle. Can't you get a triangle? Yeah, yeah, let's get this going. Get <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about more about the Lakers when we do a off-season, you know, breakdown. But Darvinham did get interviewed BP. I said before, I would love for Darvin Ham to get his first head coaching gig. But honestly, with the way that things sound in L.A. Oh, yeah. I don't want him to be. I don't want to set the black man up. Yeah, for failure. Definitely want to set him up for failure. Yeah, I don't. I don't. don't. (laughs) This all goes back to them. uh, Like, what what is it when you, like, don't offer somebody enough money? Lowball. Lowball. Thank you. Like, this all goes back to them low ball and Tyron Lue. Like, yeah, y'all could have had a great coach. I was gonna say he's proven in, with the Clippers. Like, he's a phenomenal basketball coach, yeah. and he already has a working relationship with LeBron. Like, it would have been seamless. And instead, you try to use like, oh, you play with the Lakers, your Lakers family, blah blah blah. He's like, well, pay me what I'm worth. Like, I'm exactly. a championship winning coach. Exactly. And like, nah, too rich for my blood. And then he goes <laughs> across the hallway, and now they got a much better coach. Right. I agree with you, BP. I would rather see uh, Ham go to somewhere like Charlotte. Yeah, Give him a younger too. team, yeah. somewhere yeah. where he can. Sure. <laughs> hey, Kane said y'all hey, want to get Ben Baker. Bro. Never. Hey, we got <laughs> Ben Baker, bro. <laughs> bro, come on, man. Ben be out here coaching, you know? Ben out here coaching. He do be out here coaching. We don't need no AAU coach. Hey, man. He's on the the Bucs bench, man. Don't be disrespectful, man. (laughs) This is an AAU coach. (laughs) I feel like there's no in-between with the Lakers hire, though. It's either going to be like somebody super splashy, where it's like, damn, they took him from whoever. Or it's going to be somebody that... Is like super milk toast, and it's like Steve Clifford. Like 
Stan Van Gundy. Y'all should y'all should hire Stan. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Get him off a of commentary. Get him That's on the sideline. Actually, the funniest part would be like bringing in Jeff Van Gundy. Like if he come in and take Mark Jackson's job. Oh my lord. That'd be sick, though. Then, I don't oh, think Mike D'Antoni will ever step foot in the Staples Center again. I was just say, bro, don't he bring that name <laughs> up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Him with LeBron, like, I feel like. <laughs> oh, shit, bro. That's what I'm saying, Kang. Bring on Van Gundy. Let's get him off of commentary. No, we get both on commentary. Man. Oh, yeah. Well, Stan's the more. I, I can listen to Jeff a little bit more and I listen to Stan at Stan, this point. Yeah. No, but, Stan uh, was just going uh going ham over Giannis. Man, I can hear him listen. I can listen to Stan Van Gundy commentate any other team but the Bucks. I don't know what his thing is with Giannis, <laughs> but he 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 seems to. You have. know what it is? Is that he tried to emulate what the Bucks do, and then that got him fired with uh, New Orleans. He's yeah. like, man, fuck that system. We import they whole setup, and that shit did not work. Oh. Wait, wasn't Stan Van Gundy the coach for the Pistons when we swept them in the playoffs too? Maybe. I want to say he yeah. was. Yeah, I want to say he was. He sure was. I, I say, get I it. Say, I want to say yeah. <laughs> I get <laughs> it. That's it. Something <laughs> brews. Understand the Giannis. I understand. I understand. Uh, one more commentary note here. <laughs> Can't say oh, isn't Hubie Brown pretty Come bad on, also? Like, I don't know. Like again, like I think it's different when it's your team that's playing. Like in games that the Bucks aren't playing. Like I don't have a problem with really any commentators except for like maybe Reggie Miller. Um, oh, Reggie's gotten better. I want to say that. Yeah, yeah. He just be forcing it though. Like he, you know, with nicknames and just like be like, he don't have the right energy at the right times of the game. Like he be too turned up when it was just like kind of a mild play and the other time. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my man's all over the place. Damn, BP just hurt. said that uh, I'm excited to be here. here. I'm so happy to be <laughs> I'm so here. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. But, uh, sorry, BP had a comment about LeBron playing defense that I just wanted you to highlight. Yes. He said, LeBron's done playing defense? Uh, Sign me sure. up. Sign Mike D'Antoni. Sign me up. Hey, they going to score 120 a game. On the real. Guaranteed. And give up uh, <laughs> one team every day. Look at 40. On the real. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, AD wouldn't. Uh, AD wouldn't last through training camp like having to prop up that defense. No, he would. Man, he would have. He would have been broke down. Man. We already know LeBron don't want to play defense in the regular season. He, that's that's a playoff thing. We saving these legs. Um. So, as we mentioned before, the NBA has been announcing the award winners just over since the season ended. Um. And now we have the full slate. We got our last three awards have been named. Monty Williams is the coach of the year. Nikola Jokic is the MVP. And Tyler Hero was six man of the year. And four one four for uh Tyler hey. Hero for show for show. And what happened, what I thought would happen with the MVP conversation happened. People were upset. People were saying that Jokic didn't deserve it. Uh Embiid was robbed. Giannis is the true MVP. So on and so forth. And I just want to repeat. Again, I feel like we've said this so many times on this show. One, MVP is a regular season award. What you do in the playoffs is supposed to have no bearing (laughs) on you winning this award. Notice I said supposed to. Two, 
all three of those guys, Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, all had MVP caliber seasons. As long as one of them was going to win, I was, I didn't have an argument where it's like, yeah, these, these three were probably like the most valuable players this year. Any other three, for sure, go ahead. And honestly, for a while, Giannis wasn't even in my list until he had his surge late, but Hey, just congratulate Nikola Jokic, man. He's putting up historic numbers. He was able to keep his team afloat without uh, Jamal Murray, which was expected. Mm-hmm. But then he also lost Porter Jr., which when that happened, I was like, oh, they done so. It's over. And they weren't. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. Congrats to the award winners. Yeah, absolutely. Burr, 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 burr. I will be interested to see what the MVP vote was. Um, like, I have some people... And I feel like that was the case uh, in one of Giannis' MVP years where a lot of people were saying, like, oh, it's close between him and Harden or him and LeBron. But then the boat really didn't show that. And it's like, yeah, it just means, like, enough people, like, slightly had Giannis above whoever the other guy was. So, like, even if Jokic runs away with the MVP, like, it could be, like, like I, you know, if you assign points to it, it could be like, oh, well, I had Jokic at 98 points and I had Giannis at 97 and I had Embiid at 94. It, you know, like, it could be close. And it's just like, you know, it's winner take all. So, yeah, it is. Like, that doesn't it really, is. you know, hey. reflect. <clears throat> Them's the breaks. Them's the breaks, babies. Only one champ, one award winner for each award. So shout out to, to the Joker for getting it. Back-to-back MVP. He probably ain't going to win another one for a while, though. Yeah. I'm going to just throw that out there. So Denver can't. Denver fans be be prepared. We're telling you now, he ain't about to get another one for a while. Also gonna get slander for playoff failures, and it's like, well, he ain't really the MVP if he can't carry him to a title. Regular season award. FYI. But we move on. So WNBA commissioner uh, came out and said, "Hey, we're looking to uh, you know, expand another two, you know, two teams over the next couple of years." And I've seen Twitter going crazy. I saw Mike Evans like, hey, yo, listen, bring a team back to Houston. I want to be an owner. I I got money here. Take it. If we expand and come, I want the comments back. I want to be an owner. Like, people have been jostling already about what two cities uh, should see WNBA expansion. And part of why they're talking about expansion is a lot of good players get cut because there are only 12 teams like it's just it's just not enough uh spots for for the talent so good for them i hope that it's a successful expansion when they do choose to do so and uh i'm gonna look forward to it like i'm looking forward to all-star weekend yep more jobs like always always good big facts big facts some sad news here. Uh, an arrest warrant for Earl Thomas was issued in Austin, Texas, after police said that the former uh, you know, NFL safety violated a court protective order by sending threatening messages to a woman about her and her children. I don't really know what more to say outside of what the headline said. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been sad to watch him kind of spiral I mean, it started, honestly, when he was still in, like, I think when he broke his leg with Seattle, like, you know. And that was an unfortunate situation, too, because, like, he'd been saying, like, I want a long-term deal, I want a long-term deal. They wouldn't give it to him, they broke his leg. It's like, since then, it's just been all bad. Like, he got into the thing with his wife before, which I think mm-hmm. was the divorce in the first place. Like, he got kicked off of the Ravens for fighting his teammates. 
like I think he had just announced like last month that he was back in shape. He was ready to get back into the league. So, yes, that Earl Thomas came from the Seahawks. Yeah, it's, it's been uh, it's sad. like Eric said. If you've been hearing what's been going on with him since over the last couple of years, it has just been uh, it's been it's been tough for him. And that's one of the the most talented football players I've ever seen in my life. Like regardless of position like that man is a football player um, yeah <clears throat> and i do want to say this uh while we're just on a more somber note rest in peace to adrian Payne. uh he was 31 year old years old former uh nba player uh, he was killed he said what i was saying michigan state standout uh, yeah yeah he was uh he was killed since we were last year so we definitely just wanted to pay some respects to him i did see that draymond green was looking to create like a scholarship in his name at michigan state which yeah, was cool. Too. cool to see and draymond was calling on other michigan state alum to support the the fund so uh, prayers out to him his family his friends loved ones all those who who knew and loved him um, and were affected by his loss <laughs> another piece this was kind of just interesting to me so I wish Tim was here this week because I really wanted to see his face when I read this news off. So I kind of actually want to save it. But the FIFA games that everybody knows and loves, they about to be it's about to be done. So because FIFA and EA Sports, that that partnership is over. <laughs> so after about three decades of them working together, it's coming to a close next year. We're going to have EA Sports FC. So pretty much the same game, but no more World Cups in the game after 2023. FIFA wanted yeah. EA to double the amount of money that they were currently spending, you know, to, to get the rights. And EA said no. So hmm. <laughs> they parted ways. Right. As I mentioned, I wish Tim was here because he is probably one of the few people I know who like, I know a couple a couple of my guys really love FIFA. Yeah, BP's like, whoa, yeah, FIFA is about to be done. Uh, but I want to get a perspective from somebody who played the game for years. And Tim, Tim was definitely that guy. So we're going to come back to this again next week on the show when we have Tim back, hopefully healthy. Uh, oh, Eric, you see you added a couple things in here? I did, I did, I did. I you want to close this out? Sure. Um, so a consortium fronted by LA Dodgers owner Todd Bowley um, has agreed to, to a deal to purchase uh, the Chelsea Football Club for a world record $3.1 billion. Um, so he's purchasing the previous owner of the team was Russian oligarch Roman Abramovich. Um, mm-hmm. Like I word it that way because he didn't technically sell the team to Bowley because he's not getting any of the proceeds from the sale. Um, the UK actually froze his assets um, in the Premier League, I guess, is forcing the sale of the team. Um, so the proceeds will actually go to charity um, and then a portion of it will be invested in. I didn't understand this part, but it was in the article, so I just included it. But it says it's invested in the reigning FIFA World Cup winner. Um, so I'll have to look more into that. But yeah, they did say Abramovich said that he wanted the proceeds to go to a charity um for the victims of the war in ukraine so mm. that feels like pr but as long as money goes where it needs to go like i don't really care what the motive is yeah that's a lot of it <clears throat> but i just thought it was crazy like they forced that man to sell this team and then like you don't get none of the bread 
Man, I would have been. I don't know what I would have did. I would have passed out. <laughs> NBA, uh, NBA should have done the same thing with Sterling. Facts. Yeah. That man got rich, rich. You saw they coming out with a uh, Donald Sterling? Uh, what? Documentary? No. That's what it's saying. That's what it'd be. Filthy as hell. <laughs> it's a drama though, so it's oh, gonna be like the, oh, the definitely gonna be version filthy. of what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be super. So that's filthy. gonna be even filthier. Heavy, um, I think it's on heavy on the ER. Um, and Al Bundy is gonna be the one playing Donald Sterling. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Man, we gonna hate this man after this. Was Ed O'Neill? Yeah, Ed O'Neill. We hate him. He gonna be the most hated man in America. Hard ER. He's <laughs> What else we got? Oh, you, sorry. You I was reading. Oh, okay. no, okay. um, so, Pfizer Forum uh, will host a Chicago Black, 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 Chicago Black Hawks preseason game this October, um, which is good news because the Bucks and Hawks will actually be playing a preseason game in Abu Dhabi. Um, hey. It's actually the first NBA game to be played in the UAE. Um, and you know, one of these days, I just have to say, one of these days, I'm going to make one of these international trips to watch my team play. I saw the the Packers are and was it London this year? Okay. Yeah. Oh, and uh, the Lambo is hosting like a football game. I think I want to say it's, I think it's Man City. Man City and Liverpool. No, Bayern Bayern Munich. So I was yeah. I got friends. I got some friends who said they flying back to to the state <laughs> to see Man City in person at Lambo. Honestly, it's like what you about to say. Like I don't even watch soccer like that, mm-hmm. but to be That's able to say good. like I went to Lambo yeah. and watched a soccer game. Yeah, that sounds kind of cool. But I mean, I guess that's the flip, again the flip side of you know NBA and NFL taking their teams over to other countries. It's like the novelty of it is going to attract a crowd regardless of like who's playing or what the stakes are like yeah it's a preseason game but so what like i don't get to see my team this up close like i'm gonna take that opportunity so yeah i'm with it Uh, um and then final bucks news well bucks related news uh the Disney Plus movie based on Giannis's uh, path to the NBA is actually debuting on June 24th. So we have that to look forward to. They released the trailer today. Uh, I don't think the kid that's playing Giannis looks all that much like him, but you know, how many times are you gonna find a 6'9 skinny dude <laughs> that's black and speaks with the Greek accent? So, shut up. Like, yeah. The accent was kind of funny. I was like, oh, I was like, I, I can hear Giannis, like the, the dialect, but then I was like, also kind of not. Um, not as bad as, I don't know if you watch First Ladies on Showtime, which is a historical. Uh, I've been hearing craziness about it. I just, before, before we, we, we wrap up, and this, I know it's nothing to do with anything, but Viola Davis is an excellent actress. Okay. Yeah. I wish she would have just acted like Viola Davis instead of this exaggerated Michelle Obama impression that she has going on because the facial expressions like the I'm like why why is your mouth moving so much it's it's weird the voice stuff is weird the guy they have playing Barack Obama looks nothing like him but he sounds like him so you're able to kind of get over it Mm -hmm. but her her Michelle Obama it's like a BET movie 
I didn't want to say it, but yeah. Michelle like, had to watch that and be P, like, Master P made it. Michelle Obama had to see that and be like, let me call Viola real quick. Just... <laughs> That's the thing. Viola just... is too famous to like play. That's like Denzel yeah. Washington playing Barack Obama. It's like, I'm only going to see Denzel. Like, it, no matter how, <laughs> even if your portrayal was good, yeah. like, that's all I'm going to see is like, I want to see him play Martin Luther King. I want to see Denzel play Martin Luther King. Oh, you. It's some, you know, it's just some, it's some role where you just need a good actor. In, in the spot. You don't necessarily need to pretend to like, just be a good actor and tell the story convincingly because when I saw what Ike Turner actually looked like, I was shocked. I said, how they have Lawrence Fishburne? Why do they have Lawrence Fishburne playing him? But when you watch it, you're like, because he, he played Ike Turner. <laughs> Flip side of that spectrum, uh, Mike is playing Richard Pryor. I'm only seeing yeah, I was Mike terrible. Ever. That was, that was, that was. <laughs> I was like, I, it was it was Mike Epps being a version of Mike Epps. That's what it was. These crackers, baby, there wasn't no Richard Pryor about that. BP asked if we saw any of the Kyrie Irving Twitch clips. Tim actually sent one to our group chat yeah, earlier, I saw the one he where said. he was imitating uh, how fans sound, and I, I just kind of <laughs> laughed because it's true. I mean, honestly. Yeah. There's only one team that's going to win every year. It's going to be two teams standing at the end, you know, in the finals itself. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of players sitting at home. Not much of an insult, really. Like, it. yes, I lost. Now, what else can I really say about that? Exactly. That's why I would go back to that LeBron quote after they lost to uh, Dallas in the finals. It's like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow in my million-dollar house and be cool. You still gonna wake up and be broke? Like, which one of us is ready to lose here? <laughs> well, LeBron said that. I was like, <laughs> I said, my my God, you didn't have to. I caught an inadvertent shot. I, I didn't even talk about you, and you you had Stun to bring on up a shit. Uh, his uh, he posted a video of his vacation in like Bora Bora or somewhere. That shit called me broke so many times, man. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, how this is that's your life. Like he, he worked hard for it. Like I, you know, I don't begrudge him. But sheesh, like man, let me get two hours. Like just to see what that I, means. No, I, I need more than two. I'm gonna need. Uh, I'm saying I'm not being greedy. <laughs> even, even if it's only for two hours, like, I want the full experience. Give me a weekend. Just give me a full experience weekend of what it's like to be rich, and I can go back to yeah, being broke yeah. after that. I'm gonna come back being a donkey. Look at these peasants. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I was for the last two days. You know where I was sipping the, the finest wines, <laughs> the finest cuisines. <laughs> Man, get out of here! He's only gone for a weekend. Um, last come back eating ramen noodles and shit. Right, because you spent all your money on that trip. Hey. That sounded like college, man. It was a few trips I went on. I had no business going on. I had to eat ramen and spaghetti for two weeks. That's all I could afford. Just make one big pot of spaghetti on the stove, and that's what that's what I'm eating on to get through. Uh, which is why, I like the night of four dates happened because I was a broke college student. Anywho, WWE Backlash took place this weekend, and I honestly did not know that pay per view was on until I got a text from a friend who said, "Hey, you watching the pay per view?" And I said, "What pay per view?" <laughs> And she was like, backlash. And I said, now I'm going to hold you. Didn't know it was coming on. Didn't know it was coming on. That's WrestleMania backlash, trademark. Oh, yeah, they did change the name. Kane said, here I am, hanging with Swaggle and drinking PBR. Tell Horace Swaggle we said, what up? 
<laughs> um, I did not catch How's backlash. Yeah. Also, yeah. How was your cousin doing? I hope he's doing all right. Um, PBR ain't nothing wrong nice. with PBR. Hey, a good PBR ice cold can hit the spot. Yeah, it do. It do something to you. Hey, they ain't cut the check, man. <laughs> Kim, did you watch backlash this weekend? Um, I just watched the Cody match, and I was glad that it was the first ones because after it went off, I cut it off. <laughs> I still yeah. have to go back in and watch it uh, with the Mister. So I don't really have an opinion oh. on. I haven't heard great things about it. I heard that the Cody match was one of the highlights of the night. Yeah, and given it was, but they beat that to the ground, yo. Like well, how many times we for to see Seth and Cody go at it? Uh, I already know what they, where they're going. They for the he for the win Money in the Bank, and then he go end up winning the title. Kane asked if we still coming up for the. It's an indie show taking place in Wisconsin. Uh, yes, yeah, this month. Like yeah, so it's the info. We definitely make that. Uh, we're gonna talk. We can talk about that off air because I got some logistical things with that event. But we can talk about that off air. We talk about that off air. Are there any uh, blow the whistles this week? No. Nope. Let's get up. Oh, wait, real quick. Kane said that Rick is doing good. Saw him at Easter. Surgery was successful. He's being himself and pushing recovery. Hey, burr, 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 burr. shout out to, to Mr. That. Rick. Boogs. Like, yeah, I'm just thinking about like the first time the lights go out and then you just hear like the riff. That shit gonna go nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's hit the tech top five and then we can get up out of here. Five, four, three, two, one. Tech top five. five. <laughs> I did it. Y'all couldn't hear it. I forgot I had it muted. My fault. But we good. Okay, we good. Okay. So last week we did binge worthy TV shows. Unless I'm wrong, I didn't see nothing. I didn't see. I didn't see nary a vote. All right, gonna keep doing this shit. If y'all ain't gonna exactly. Exactly. Ain't doing this for our in here racking my brain to figure out the perfect top five yeah, list. To entertain you, motherfuckers. I, I tell y'all what. I tell y'all what. Y'all, we ain't getting no votes for feedback. This, this five year anniversary is gonna be the end of the time. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, like y'all, y'all, y'all voting with your uh, with your nine votes. Yeah, we. That's cool. Because I mean, hey, that's 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 less work for us to do. We cool with that. Uh, but this week. We are going to do top five recreational sports. Now, let me give you all some additional context to, to what that means. So we're all plus over 30 here um, at Tech File. So we were kind of thinking, like, if there, you know, this summer, it was a nice day in Milwaukee. If you were in Milwaukee, like, beautiful, beautiful day today, about 80 degrees, sunny, light breeze, mm-hmm. felt great outside. So the question, like, okay, summertime, you can join a little rec team of some sort. What recreational sports would you be playing? So, Eric, let's hear the uh, list. Yeah, yeah Tim ain't uh, here. Uh, I don't know, right? Like, I usually got time to, <laughs> to kind of finalize. figure it out. I think I got it though. Um, so, at five, I'm gonna go with flag football. Like, I yeah, I was gonna say that. My body don't respond the way it used to, but I think I can still get out there and run a few routes. Um, I'm not playing defense on nobody. Um, because I dislocated my kneecap doing that. I'm done. Like I don't, I don't have the the reflexes to like be cutting with people. Like nah, I'm, I'm done. Um, but 
yeah, flag football. Well, that's fun. Like I said, like getting out there, you know, running around, catching, catching passes. Uh, four, I'm gonna go with paintballing. Um, mm, like they yeah, have like a league type deal. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, or do you go paintballing? Like I've been trying to get us to do a, a tech foul paintballing excursion for five years now. And Camille shoot it down every time. I'm ready. I said Camille, I like Camille, like, oh, yeah. if all four of us ain't in, like, we can't do it. So, yeah. like, I, I heard, heard it hurt. I don't want to get hurt. You just got to wear layers. I was going to say, you just got to pad up. Yeah, you once see, you pad up, you'll be cool. I hear you. I hear you. I do. But let's mm. also keep in mind here, I am sticks and bones. There's only so much padding that I can put on <laughs> that can also, actually help. But if you get, if you on the move, you don't got to worry I was going to say, hit. also, you just got to be good at paintball. Like, don't get hit. Yeah. Okay. on the move. I would probably do paintball. You with the he, 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 he. I do <laughs> shooters, and that's just running out. I'm not. Just you can be. You can be the. Hey, you can be the. Yeah, you can be the sniper. You know what? We've been doing this for five years. Swiper, no I, swiping. I will go paintballing with y'all. All right, bet. Hey. As long as I can also have Nolan. Oh yeah. I, Nolan, I, was never, I never had a problem with that. Like that was Tim. That was the the resistance since he ain't here. You said what? Oh, he, my, my husband said they play paintball all the time in Minnesota, so he he's like absolutely. Yeah. Again, that was that was Tim. Like Tim was the one shooting at that. I'm like, oh man, like if I can't have nobody play for me, like you can't have nobody play. For me. So Tim ain't here. So executive decision, we doing paintball. Oh yeah, bet. Let's go. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, cool. yeah. You said semi-automatic paintball guns. See. Oh yeah. Oh, you're. <laughs> That's gonna make you run since you hit it on. Oh, you know, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it too. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm curious. I'm curious. I might be a camper, but I'm gonna do it. Just like Jeff. Once you get hit one time, you'll be okay. You'll get used to it. I'm gonna probably pass out when I get hit. Just I'm gonna be dramatic. I'm gonna let y'all know the first time oh, I get hit wow. with a paintball, I'm going to like have a have a moment. It's going to be a moment. You gonna so, pull a flag out her pocket, waving it. <laughs> Some white flag. I'm, just, I'm out. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm coming to lose. Hey, somebody bring somebody bring out the structure. <laughs> Like, yeah, Camille got carted off the paintball. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> yeah, it got to be the fall because, again, like, don't I'm not trying to get hit on my bare skin with it. So, this fall, yeah. we're going to bring you uh, Tech Foul Paintball in. Uh, it'll be open oh, yeah. to you got to oh, sign yeah. up, but it'll be open to anybody in the area. Come through, kick it with us. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. Get to get, get it with going. the Tech Foul fam, with the listeners, oh, yeah. fans, and fans. Get the young outing going. Uh, okay. But to continue my list, so five was flag football, four was paintball, three is bowling. Um, I realized a couple months ago, like I haven't been since pre-pandemic, um, and I miss bowling. So, are you a good bowler? Uh, I have, you know, good times and bad times. Like if I get into a zone, like I, you know, one fifty to two hundred. If I'm not in the zone, then it's like. Barely breaking a hundred, <laughs> but just depending on how much I've been playing recently. Um, and then where? I, oh, sorry, I lost my list. Two, I got kickball. Adult kickball is some fun ass shit. Um, like you ain't even got to be good at it. Just get out there, kick, run, have some fun. Yeah. And then one, I got golf. I picked it up during the pandemic. Um, I actually just joined a group on Facebook that's called We Black We Golf. Um, oh, okay. So hopefully I can join up with some more outings this uh, 
this summer, but I'm looking forward to it. Really enjoy golf. Like it's so like like I get why so many athletes like once your body starts to go, like why you pick up golf because it still gets your like competitiveness going, and you still gotta have you know like the body control to actually do what you want to do, and it's you know it's challenging but fun, like challenging in a fun way. Um, and then you just get to be outside for a couple hours, kick it, talk shit with your boys, like yeah, get them scrubs. Have a couple. You used to get your what in? I so say lower the screws. You know what? So we just gonna move. That's the name of the game. <laughs> Moving right along. I think this is my it's my turn. So like you mentioned bowling, I see uh, Kane made a comment that he had to re- or he went to nationals in high school four years uh, bowling, which oh, for is bowling? quite impressive. Oh, okay. Let me tell you something. My list is going to be kind of my list is going to be what it is because bowling hurts my my wrist. <laughs> uh, you already heard me talk about paintball. I'm gonna do it, but we'll see. So. Five, I am going with dodgeball. Like, there is going to be any contact sport that I am going to be in. It's going to be dodgeball. I like being able to dip, dive, <laughs> dodge, <laughs> and duck. <laughs> when you dip, I dip, we dip. Look at this. <laughs> um, you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. That's what they say. And um, I was, I haven't played dodgeball in year like it's probably been since i was like in high school last time i played dodgeball but i would love to like <laughs> maybe not with like pro pros but like if i get people who are like my fitness level like let's go play some dodgeball that'd be absolutely fun and hey, we really gotta um, get these uh tech file olympics popping man oh I'm yeah we you, definitely do when I, we have our cans competition I'm, I'm killing the competition in cans tim doing barefoot uh races right uh, number four, I'm going to go with volleyball. That'll probably be the most high intensity uh, sport that I'll probably look to play. I used to be pretty decent at it. I haven't played dodge or volleyball since college, uh, but that was one area where height and just being able to jump when I was at the net, I used to be able to get some stuff off there and feel like I was somebody. You know, again, against regular people, not <laughs> not like real people who play volleyball. Uh, number three, I'm going to go with Ultimate Frisbee. A lot of running in Ultimate Frisbee. Eric said, absolutely not. But uh, it's fun. And I've realized the older I get, the more I just like being outside. So an outside game, you know, that's fun. Ooh, Kane's an indoor beach volleyball. Let me go with, mm, let me go with beach because I fall a lot. So uh, <laughs> let, me, let, let me get some sand. <laughs> Number two, I'm going to go with softball. I have said for a while if I could do softball, that would probably be what I do. Because um, a lot of the, my friends do the kickball thing. I, like, I don't, don't want to play kickball, but I'll play some softball. And then number one, pool. I would love to be able to try to get really, really good at pool. Like join like a rec league and play pool. Yeah, we do have to go. We should we should go play pool this weekend. Honestly. Okay, my, my stick's always ready. What's on your list? Kane, before you go, uh, mm-hmm. Kane, since you you name it off a lot of sports, like drop your top five in the comments. I think he did. I think he did. Yeah, yeah. I think he did already. Bowling, dart, softball, cornhole, volleyball. Ooh, I forgot about cornhole. Fresh sport. And honestly, 
Yeah. Wait, Darcy and Beer go together? That sounds like yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm, I just remember Shuffleboard, too. Any great. What'd you say? Shuffleboard is really fun. I don't know if you ever play like the, the giant like cruise board type of shuffleboard, but it's actually mm-hmm. really fun. I enjoy um what is it, Cornhole? Corn Cornhole bags. Yeah, yep. yeah, bags. There you go. Bags are super fun like too. Yeah. Um but my list at five, I have bowling. Um four flag football. I'm just gonna play quarterback. Um <laughs> three kickball, <clears throat> three kickball, two golf, and then one um softball baseball. That you have it. Um, I do want to say Ken's comment about being a flag football quarterback when we had the Norman Bowl. Ken was all time quarterback, and that man does have an arm on him. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm out here. I just like that. Slay But you know what? Let's close the show before we get off track. So, uh, yeah, that's the show this week, y'all. We hope that y'all enjoyed it. Uh, if you can send up the well wishes to, to Tim and well, just to like our families and, and friends uh, going through some some health things right now so uh, all the good energy is appreciated we appreciate y'all tuning in as always if you enjoyed the show make sure you hit that like button make sure you subscribe listen on the audio platform make sure that you rate review wherever you can and as always put somebody new onto the show because we don't grow without y'all and if you want to follow me personally on social media, you can catch me. Wait a minute. On the Twitter, Instagram, and these PSN, 2K, GTA. Yeah, that's it. Streets. At Camille Monet. C-A-M-I-L-L-E-M-O-N-A-E because... Your mom is fancy. Yeah, right there. If you watch on the video, that's it. Um, at your Milwaukee Bucks burner. Um, this time next week, they'll be in the conference finals. Mm. Hey. I like that. I like that. <laughs> That's all y'all get to. Yeah. Everyday underscore gentleman on Instagram. I'm kharris216 on Twitter and Snapchat. Yeah. And Tim ain't here. He normally takes us home. So uh, I'm not even going to do it. Yeah, Kane, turn on your PS5 and add me as a friend. I don't know what games you play, but if you in these Los Santos streets, I need some help. <laughs> it's rough out here. Getting killed all the time. But no, y'all, we appreciate y'all. We'll be back with overtime on Thursday. And until then, be well, everyone.